Act Three of Orinoco by Thomas Southern. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One. Enter Abouan with several slaves and hotmen. What to be slaves to cowards, slaves to rogues who can't defend themselves? Abouan aside to his own gang who is this fellow he talks as if he were acquainted with our design is he one of us not yet but he will be glad to make one i believe he makes a mighty noise go sneak in corners whisper out your griefs for fear your masters hear you cringe and crouch under the bloody whip like beating curs that lick their wounds and know no other cure are wretches are you feel their cruelty as much as i can feel but dare not groan for my part while i have a life and tongue i'll curse the authors of my slavery have you been long a slave yes many years and do you only curse curse only curse i cannot conjure to raise the spirits of all the men i am but one oh for a soul of fire to warm and animate our common cause and make a body of us then i would do something more than curse that body set on foot you would be one a limb to lend it motion i would be the heart of it the head the hand and heart would i could see the day you will do all yourself i would do more than i shall speak but i may find a time the time may come to you be ready for it methinks he talks too much i'll know him more before i trust him further if he dares off what he says he will be of use to us enter blandford if there be any one among you here that did belong to Orinoco. Speak. I come to him. I did belong to him. Abuin, my name. You are the man I want. Pray, come with me. Exeunt. Scene two. Enter Orinoco and Imoinda. I do not blame my father for his love, though that had been enough to ruin me. Twas nature's fault that made you like the sun. The reasonable worship of mankind he could not help his adoration age had not locked his senses up so close but he had eyes that opened to his soul and took your beauties in he felt your power and therefore i forgive his loving you but when i think upon his barbarity that could expose you to so many wrongs driving you out to wretched slavery only for being mine then i confess I wish that I could forget the name of son, that I might curse the tyrant. I will bless him, for I have found you here. Heaven only knows what is reserved for us. But if we guess the future by the past, our fortune must be wonderful, above the common size of good or ill. It must be in extremes, extremely happy or extremely wretched. Tis in our power to make it happy now. But not to keep it so enter blandford and abouan my royal lord i have a present for you abouan 
Your lowest slave. My tried and valued friend. This worthy man always prevents my wants. I only wished, and he has brought thee to me. Thou art surprised? Carry thy duty there. Aboan goes to Imowinda and falls at her feet. While I acknowledge mine, how shall I thank you? Believe me honest to your interest, and I am more than paid. I have secured that all your followers shall be gently used. This gentleman, your chiefest favorite, shall wait upon your person while you stay among us. I owe everything to you. You must not think you are in slavery. I do not find that I am. Kind heaven has miraculously sent those converts. Let me teach you to expect its farther care in your deliverance. I sometimes think myself heaven is concerned for my deliverance. It will be soon. You may expect it. Pray, in the meantime, appear as cheerful as you can among us. You have some enemies that represent you dangerous, and will be glad to find a reason in your discontent to fear. They watch your looks. But there are honest men who are your friends. You are secure in them. I thank you for your caution. I will leave you, and be assured, I wish you liberty. Exit. He speaks you very fair. He means me fair. If he should not, my lord. If he should not, I'll not suspect his truth. But if I did, what shall I get by doubting? You secure not to be disappointed, but besides, there's this advantage in suspecting him. When you put off the hopes of other men, you will rely upon your godlike self, and then you may be sure of liberty. Be sure of liberty? What dost thou mean, advising to rely upon myself? I think I may be sure, aunt. We must wait. Turning to Imowinda. Tis worth a little patience. Oh, my lord! What dost thou drive at? Sir, another time. You would have found it sooner. But I see love has your heart, and takes up all your thoughts. And canst thou blame me? Sir, I must not blame you. But as our fortune stands, there is a passion. Your pardon, royal mistress, I must speak. That would become you better than your love. A brave resentment which inspired by you might kindle and diffuse a generous rage among the slaves to rouse and shake our chains and struggle to be free how can we help ourselves i knew you when you would have found a way how help ourselves the very indians teach us we need but to attempt our liberty and we may carry it we have hands sufficient double the number of our master's force ready to be employed what hinders us to set em then at work we want but you to head our enterprise and bid us strike what would you do cut our oppressors throats and you would have me join in your design of murder it deserves a better name but be it what it will tis justified by self-defense and natural liberty i'll hear no more aunt i'm sorry for it nor shall you think of it not think of it no i command you not 
remember sir you are a slave yourself and to command is now another's right not think of it since the first moment they put on my chains i've thought of nothing but the weight of em and how to throw em off can yours sit easy i have a sense of my condition as painful and as quick as yours can be i feel for my emma and myself emma much the tenderest part of me but though i languish for my liberty i would not buy it at the christian price of black ingratitude they shall not say that we deserved our fortune by our crimes murder the innocent the innocent these men are so whom you would rise against if we are slaves they did not make us slaves but bought us in an honest way of trade as we have done before em bought and sold many a wretch and never thought it wrong they paid our price for us and we are now their property a part of their estate to manage as they please mistake me not i do not tamely say that we should bear all they could lay upon us but we find the load so light so little to be felt considering they have us in their power and may inflict what grievances they please we ought not to complain my royal lord you do not know the heavy grievances the toils the laborers weary drudgeries which they impose burdens more fit for beasts for senseless beasts to bear than thinking men than if you saw the bloody cruelties they execute on every slight offence nay sometimes in their proud insulting sport how worse than dogs they lash their fellow-creatures your heart would bleed for em oh could you know how many wrenches lift the hands and eyes to you for their relief i pity em and wish i could with honesty do more you must do more and may with honesty o royal sir remember who you are a prince born for the good of other men whose godlike office is to draw the sword against oppression and to set free mankind and this i'm sure you think oppression now what thought you have not felt these miseries never believe you are obliged to them they have their selfish reasons may be now for using of you well but there will come a time when you must have your share of em you see how little cause i have to think so favored in my own person in my friends indulged in all that can concern my care in my emma windows soft society embracing her and therefore would you lie contented down in the forgetfulness and arms of love to get young princes for em sayest thou ha princes the heirs of empire and the last of your illustrious lineage to be born to pamper up their pride and be their slaves emma save me save me from that thought there is no safety from it i have long suffered it with the mother's labouring pains and can no longer kill me kill me now while i am blessed and happy in your love rather than let me live to see you hate me as you must hate me me the only cause the fountain of these flowing miseries dry up this spring of life this poisonous spring that swells so fast to overwhelm us all shall the dear babe the elder of my hopes whom i begot a prince be born a slave the treasure of this temple was designed to enrich a kingdom's fortune 
shall it here be seized upon by vile unhallowed hands to be employed in uses most profane in most unworthy uses think of that and while you may prevent it o oh my lord rely on nothing that they say to you they speak you fair i know and bid you wait but think what tis to wait on promises and promises of men who know no tie upon their words against their interest and where's their interest in freeing you oh where indeed to lose so many slaves nay grant this man you think so much your friend be honest and intends all he says he is but one and in a government where he confesses you have enemies that watch your looks what looks can you put on to please these men who are before resolved to read them on their own way alas my lord if they incline to think you're dangerous they have their knavish arts to make you so and then who knows how far their cruelty may carry their revenge to everything that does belong to you your friends and me i shall be torn from you forced away helpless and miserable shall i live to see that day again that day shall never come i know you are persuaded to believe the governor's arrival will prevent these mischiefs and bestow your liberty but who is sure of that i rather fear more mischiefs from his coming he is young luxurious passionate and amorous such a complexion and made bold by power to countenance all he is prone to do will know no bounds no law against his lusts if in a fit of his intemperance with a strong hand he should resolve to seize and force my royal mistress from your arms how can you help yourself ha thou hast roused the lion in his den he stalks abroad and the wild forest trembles at his roar i find the danger now my spirit starts the alarm and from all quarters come to man my heart the citadel of love is there a power on earth to force you from me and shall i not resist it not strike first to keep to save you to prevent that curse this is your cause and shall it not prevail oh you were born all ways to conquer me now i am fashioned to thy purpose speak what combination what conspiracy wouldst thou engage me in i'll undertake all thou wouldst have me now for liberty for the great cause of love and liberty now my great master you appear yourself and since we have you joined in our design it cannot fail us i have mustered up the choicest slaves men who are sensible of their condition and seem most resolved they have their several parties summon them assemble them i will come forth and show myself among them if they are resolved i'll lead their foremost resolutions i have provided those will follow you with this reserve in our proceeding still the means that lead us to our liberty must not be bloody you command in all we shall expect you sir you shall not long exeunt orinoco and imoinda at one door abawan at another
Scene three. Weldon coming in before Mistress Lackett. These unmannerly Indians were something unseasonable to disturb us just in the nick, Master Weldon. But I have the parson within call still to do us the good turn. We had best stay a little, I think, to see things settled again, had not we? Marriage is a serious thing, you know. What do you talk of a serious thing, Master Weldon? I think you have found me sufficiently serious. I have married my son to your sister to pleasure you, and now I come to claim your promise to me. You tell me marriage is a serious thing. Why, is it not? Fiddle-faddle, I know what it is. Tis not the first time I've been married, I hope. But I shall begin to think you don't design to do fairly by me. So I shall. Why, indeed, Mistress Lackett, I'm afraid I can't do as fairly as I would by you. Tis what you must know, first or last, and I should be the worst man in the world to conceal it any longer. Therefore I must own to you that I am married already. Married? You don't say so, I hope. How have you the conscience to tell me such a thing to my face? Have you abused me, then? Fooled and cheated me? What do you take me for, Master Weldon? Do you think I am to be served at this rate? But you shan't find me the silly creature you think me. I would have you to know I understand better things than to ruin my son without a valuable consideration. If I can't have you, I can keep my money. Your sister shan't have the catch of him she expected. I won't part with a shilling to them. You made the match yourself, you know. You can't blame me. Yes, yes, I can and do blame you. You might have told me before you were married. I would not have told you now, but you followed me so close. I was forced to it. Indeed, I am married in England, but tis as if I were not, for I have been parted from my wife a great while, and to do reason on both sides, we hate one another heartily. Now, I did design, and will marry you still, if you'll have a little patience. A likely business, truly. I have a friend in England that I will write to, to poison my wife, and then I can marry you with a good conscience. If you love me as you say you do, you'll consent to that, I'm sure. And will he do it, do you think? At the first word, or he is not the man I take him to be. Well, you are a dear devil, Master Weldon. And would you poison your wife for me? I would do anything for you. Well, I am mightily obliged to you. But it will be a great while before you can have an answer of your letter. It will be a great while, indeed. In the meantime, Master Weldon. Why, in the meantime, here's company. We'll settle that within. I'll follow you. Exit Widow. Enter Stanmore. So, sir, you carry your business swimmingly. You have stolen a wedding, I hear. I, my sister, is married, and I am very near being run away with myself. The widow will have you, then. You come very seasonably to my rescue. Jack Stanmore is to be had, I hope. At half an hour's warning. I must advise with you. Exeunt. Scene four. The country. Enter Orinoco with Abawan, Hopman, and slaves. Impossible? Nothing's impossible. We know our strength only by being tried. If you object the mountains, rivers, woods unpassable that lie before our march, woods we can set on fire. We swim by nature. What can oppose us then but we may tame? All things submit to virtuous industry. That we can carry with us. That is ours. Great, sir. We have attended all you said with silent joy and admiration, and where we only men would follow such, so great a leader 
through the untried world but oh consider we have other names husbands and fathers and have things more dear to us than life our children and our wives unfit for such an expedition what must become of them we would not wrong the virtue of our women to believe there is a wife among them who refuse to share her husband's fortune what is hard we must make easy to him in our love while we live and have our limbs we can take care for them therefore i still propose to lead our march down to the sea and plant a colony where in our native innocence we shall live free and be able to defend ourselves till stress of weather or some accident provide a ship for us an accident the luckiest accident presents itself the very ship that brought and made us slaves swims in the river still i see no cause but we may seize on that it shall be so there is a justice and it pleases me to the slaves do you agree to it we, we follow, follow you orinoco to hotman you do not relish it i'm afraid you'll find it difficult and dangerous are you the man to find danger first you should have given example dangerous i thought you had not understood the word you who would be the head the hand and heart sir i remember you you can talk well i will no doubt but you'll maintain your word orinoco to abawan this fellow is not right i'll try him further to the slaves the danger will be certain to us all and death most certain in miscarrying we must expect no mercy if we fail therefore our way must be not to expect we'll put it out of expectation by death upon the place or liberty there is no mean but death or liberty there is no man here i hope but comes prepared for all that can befall him death is all in most conditions of humanity to be desired but to be shunned by none the remedy of many wish of some and certain end of all if there is one among us who can fear the face of death appearing like a friend as in this cause of honour death must be how will he tremble when he sees him dressed in the wild fury of our enemies in all the terrors of their cruelty for now if we should fall into their hands could they invent a thousand murdering ways by racking torments we should feel them all what will become of us orinoco to abawan concerning hotman observe him now to the slaves i could die altogether like a man as you and you and all of us may do but who can promise for his bravery upon the rack where fainting weary life hunted through every limb is forced to feel an agonizing death of all its parts who can bear this resolved to be impaled his skin flayed off and roasted yet alive the quivering flesh torn from his broken bones by burning pincers who can bear these pains hotman discovering all the confusion of fear they are not to be born you see him now this man of mighty words how his eyes roll he cannot hide his fear i tried him this way and have found him out i could not have believed it such a blaze and not a spark of fire 
His violence made me suspect him first. Now I'm convinced. What shall we do with him? He is not fit. Fit? Hang him. He's only fit to be just what he is. To live and die a slave, the base companion of his servile fears. We are not safe with him. Do you think so? He'll certainly betray us. That he shan't. I can take care of that. I have a way to take him off his evidence. What way? I'll stop his mouth before you stab him here, and then let him inform. Going to stab Hotman. Orinoco holds him. Thou art not mad? I would secure ourselves. It shall not be this way. Nay, cannot be. His murder would alarm all the rest, make them suspect us of barbarity, and, may be, fall away from our design. We'll not set out in blood. We have, my friends, this night to furnish what we can provide for our security and just defense. If there be one among us we suspect of baseness or vile fear, it will become our common care to have our eyes on him. I will not name the man. Abawan to Hotman. You guess at him? Tomorrow, early as the breaking day, we rendezvous behind the citron grove. That ship secured, we may transport ourselves to our respective homes. My father's kingdom shall open her wide arms to take you in and nurse you for her own, adopt you all, all who will follow me. I will follow you. There I can give you all your liberty. Bestow its blessings and secure them yours. There you shall live with honor, as becomes my fellow sufferers and worthy friends. This, if we do succeed. But if we fall in our attempt, tis nobler still to die than drag the galling yoke of slavery. Exeunt. End of Act Three.